Welcome to Exploring Creativity. Our goal is to inspire, educate, and provide a community for creative people all over the world. On this podcast, we explore a variety of topics with a multifaceted group of creative people. We explore these topics in hopes of broadening your perspective and giving you the tools you need to do your very best work. Today I'm speaking with Elmer Quintero. Elmer is a photographer and creative director. Together we explored validation versus feedback, finding friends who elevate you and help you grow, the definitions of success, and so much more. It was a great conversation with a great friend, and I'm super excited for you to hear it. Hi. Good to see you. How's it going, man? Going well. How about yourself? Uh, I'm, I'm good. I'm, yeah, I work, actually. It's actually kind of cool. My boss gave me the gave me his office in order to do this interview. No way. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. At least I was worried. I'm like, you're doing this during work. Are you going to get mad? But this is that's a real one right there. I wouldn't be surprised if we jumped in into the comments, honestly. Oh, awesome. Okay. <laughs> Great. Well, I, I said, you know, find a good background. I think um, there's nothing more creative than a board where things are stuck to. I always love seeing them in like cafes and and uh, even supermarkets. They have, I always look at it every time I walk by. I like to see who's like teaching design or teaching guitar or something like that. Well, um, how often do you actually find yourself judging, judging things by the creative things? I think early on it was, I felt more of um a competition with like mm-hmm. the other design that existed. Uh, whereas now I see it as like, it's just one linear body of design. And some of it is like things that I like and other parts of it are things that I don't really like, uh, or like, don't like grab me right away. Um, mm-hmm. all of that other stuff, like someone might be grabbed by that or someone might not think anything of the stuff I like. So, um, it's this spectrum of different things that have been made. My mindset similar when like one of my friends sends me a photo, like, hey, this is a really cool photo. Or my sister would be like, hey, how did they do this or something? I'll look at it and I'll just try to break it down, like you said, try to create that specific photo. And there are times when I'm like, I don't know. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> like that's really cool. I don't know how to do it. And then they would actually push me to want to figure out how they did it. Oh yeah, I love those moments where it's like, damn. There's times where I'm like, man, I don't know how to do that. Like. <laughs> Yeah. Is it, is it motivating for you when you see stuff like that? It is now. Um, it used to be, and I kind of went through changes, um, where it started at first, it was intimidating where it'd be, where I, where I would see a photo that somebody took and I'm like, damn, I could never take something like that. Mm-hmm. And then it would kind of lead me down a rabbit hole of why am I doing this? What's the point? I'm never going to be that good. But now it's it's more of a drive to, like I said, break it down. And it inspires me to want to learn those things. Because obviously, as an artist, there are things that there's always going to be something that you don't know how to do in your media. Like you're not going to, you're never going to know how to do 100% of the styles that there are in each media, including especially photography. Right. Because there's like so many different forms of it, you know, digital and physical. There's all this lighting. You have different models and all. I mean, yeah. The, the variables are, are vast. I mean, the cool thing is that like you could have every variable be the same and have at least three photographers in the room mm-hmm. and take a photo of the same subject and those three photos will look vastly different. Yeah, and th- that's what I love. You know, that's such a part of what I was saying earlier about this kind of vast spectrum of design. It's like everyone's approaching it from a different context and like they're trying to say a different thing and do a different thing. So like, 
you taking a photo of someone's sister because you have a sister versus someone who only has brothers, it would just mm-hmm. be a different perspective right away. I, I, I love that. And that's why it's so hard to judge from like just a general, like, I this is bad. I'm just like, caught, like mm-hmm. writing off someone's work in that way. And that's what this whole series has been about. I mean, it's like, it's so subjective and I'm trying to find all of the things that are subjective in creativity and sort of start to get a sense of the the bounds of each one of those things. Like, you know, feedback is subjective, but like it, what part isn't, <laughs> you know, trying to find that to give some grounding to this whole creative process. I used to, I used to be terrified of feedback. Like, I guess it's, a, it's the same thing as a demoralizing. Uh, back then it would be, I would show photo to, to like people like Jay and Shanice and whatnot. Uh, those are friends of mine. Um, and I'd be like, hey, what do you think of this photo? Still, Jay could be like, it's cool, but I don't like this specific thing. Mm. And it would instantly kill my mood. And that's not because of him. That's more of my insecurities. Yeah. I'm like, damn, if this, like, if people don't like it, what's the point of me doing it? And I, I, I kind of lost the thread of it of doing art for me than making yeah. it for myself. Big topic. Big, big topic. Um, it can happen so quick. And before you even notice it, it's like you, you get into it because photography is fun or design is fun. And, it's, mm-hmm. you know, there was nothing in front of you. Now there's something and it's amazing and it's generative and it's creative. And then it becomes judged. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, they said this is they, they didn't like the fact that like there was a, a, a tree kind of hanging in off frame. Like they said to edit that part out. And now all of a sudden you're like the worst photographer ever. Definitely. I remember, you know, going to design school, we took uh, three photography courses and um, I remember taking this photograph on a rainy day and I was like, this is the best thing I've ever taken. Like, this is so good. It was under like the overpass in our school and it was raining and I was like, I captured, it was like black and white camera and it was so hard to even take a photo finally got it all dialed it in i'm like i am the fucking best at this is <laughs> great developed it somehow it came out good like burned and dodged or whatever and i showed him my professor and he's like look at all the corners i'm like okay he's like there's something in each corner that like didn't really need to be there like you could have cropped it out you could have like kind of burned that out or dodged that. and i was like damn i never even looked at the corner i was so focused on the center that the corners became like you know, there were like little tree things and someone's one foot was in there and it was like, it wasn't intentionally there. So, you know, that kind of feedback back then was definitely really formative for me because, you know, here I thought I was doing great. And then bam, (laughs) like now every photo, there is not a corner I never look at, like (laughs) every single time. Artist objectives. So there could be someone, there could be something that someone absolutely hates and but the homework loves it. Uh, an example would be not one of mine, but uh, the violinist or Lindsay Sterling. Mm-hmm. Uh, she went on America's Got Talent, and there was one of the judges there hated her, mm. uh, completely, completely crapped on her her talent, and said, they literally said, there is no place in the world for a dubstep violinist. And now years later, she's traveling the world, mm. touring all over the world, and loved by millions of people. Yeah. And it, I just posted something right before this live, uh, uh, and it said, 
may you never be the reason why someone who loves to sing doesn't anymore or why someone mm-hmm. dressed so differently now wears standard clothing or why someone who always spoke of their dreams so wildly is now silent about them. May you never be the reason of someone giving up on a part of them because you were demotivating, not appreciative, or even worse, sarcastic about it. it that hit me, you know? I, mm-hmm. I think that it's so easy to, to knock a creative, especially early on, for the work that they're outputting because it's probably not that great, you know? Like, it, it, it or not... By great, I mean like it might be very naive. It might, there might have very clear flaws to it that, like, based on what they're trying to achieve, they might think it's like I said, that photo I thought was great, but then I didn't actually want things in the corners. I didn't even know I had, I could think about it. Um, mm-hmm. but if that teacher delivered that in a bad way, I may have never taken a photo again, you know, and it's it, early on, it's where you can become very fragile. And then even through your career, you know, it, it, your your work and how you feel about it can become very attached emotionally and it can knock you uh knock you off the track of creating have you felt that any bit multiple times yeah but i think that came down to my own insecurities Mm. where somebody could have been trying to give me constructive criticism in a nice way but as soon as i heard that one negative thought my mind stopped listening to them I just spiraled into negativity. So I think that's that's an issue that I've always had. Uh, and I think that's that was that's been and still is my biggest challenge as an artist. Let's dive into that then. What are the settings in which you're give you're, you're uh, soliciting feedback from people? But I'm at the point where I'm trying to actively post a photo once a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do them and I choose them in sets of three. So uh, either the same person in the set of three or it's the same team and three photos before i post a photo I, there's a set number of people that i go to and i send three, the three photos and I'm say hey what do you think and like four of them could be like these these are great uh go ahead like those are awesome go ahead and then that one person would be like these are great but i don't really like that little one and at that point i, I could easily say cool and then go back and start looking at other stuff to see if there's a more simple photo but it's always a constant fight to not spiral and say like damn well the whole set is ruined yeah uh that's always in the back of my head and that's always a voice that i have to fight how much do you trust your taste and your creative choices and has that changed over time oh it's definitely changed it's uh my trust in myself has improved a lot okay um well, it's kind of, it's kind of ebbed and flowed with time because at the beginning, I was very, like in the beginning, I, I was very, I was told, even I got to the teachers, like, well, you have a lot of natural talent, like, these are great, uh, which is awesome to hear, but they very much inflated my ego at a young age. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so basically, I was very arrogant about it. I was an asshole. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and that's also another constant battle to not be an asshole. Because right. I'm someone who, as like, while being very blunt and honest, I'm also someone who gets their ego inflated and deflated very easily. Terrence says, a good question I've learned to ask when someone asks me for input is, are you looking for validation or feedback? I'm happy to do either because I care about you and your work, but I want to be helpful. Yeah, because validation mostly comes from a place of love. 
mm. uh, was like where I like I don't want to hurt your feelings. I want to I want to make you happy. While feedback is from a place of honesty, and I think I guess um I used the issue was I used to look for more validation than feedback. Right. I wanted people to say like, oh my god, this shit's great. Like this is awesome. You're the best photographer in the world. Yeah. Obviously not the case, but it's nice to hear. And now more so I'm at the point where I'm looking for more feedback. And I welcome it. Mm-hmm. As long as you're not a dick about it and you're not like just trying to tear me down. If you have opinions on my work, I'll always welcome that because it makes you better. It uh, grows from it. And then your point about validation I love is like validation comes only from a place of love. And then you said feedback is more about like criticism and help but at the same time you did say well it's in good faith and it it is out of love as well you know i think Mm -hmm. both come out of love i think validation to me is highlighting strength feedback is more about highlighting areas of improvement based on whatever criteria it is that you want to improve on and so i think if you only validated someone i would love to run this test if you've only ever validated someone no feedback, just validation of like, I love like how you did this and that and that. Like, would they actually get better over time? Like faster than someone where you only gave feedback to uh, or if there was a blend? I don't think so. Simply because I think as artists, we need that feedback to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, because like I said, not everything you do is going to be perfect. Right. Like, like your songs might be great. But there may be some, so I could tell you, damn, this song is great. It made me feel something. It made me, it made me, it brought me back to this place, all that, all that cool stuff. But if I don't give you the negatives in that, or like give you like what I think could have been better in it, yeah. then I don't think you would really grow. Right. But I hear that, or it wouldn't motivate you to try new things. Cause I think somebody that constantly hears, this is great, this is great, or this is bad, this is bad. You don't really know where to improve at that. Yeah, that's that's interesting. And the point I was getting at is like, what if you only highlighted positives and, and I'm not making a case for this, I'm just doing mm-hmm. a little experiment here. That person you said, oh, I love how you highlighted this and that. And then I took that and doubled down on that. And then my work, you know, um, and I say this because I've been thinking about feedback a lot. Obviously, I've been doing a ton of these episodes and like, I think with feedback, we're often like, let's find that negative thing or that thing that needs to be fixed or the thing that's not good. And like, what if that's so minor compared to the amount you feel something from a piece of work? Oh yeah, like, oh, there was like two notes off. Like, that's really minor. You should know, like, you know, maybe it was an off day or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's like, oh, but I felt so much. It's like, okay, cool. And then like, that's what you want to, you know, lean into. Um, so it's also, I guess b- maybe what I'm saying is, is how the feedback is positioned, you know, yeah, that, right. that balance of, of validation and like a uh, critique of things they could improve at. I would be really interested in seeing what people think about that. Yeah. Um, but also not to say like only compliment people all the time. Like I get your point, Mania. like, but I don't know. I'd love to hear what you think because this is your interview, not mine. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think that this is an issue that I had to overcome that. I'm sorry, I'm going to start overcoming. Is that people would always tell me, your portraits are amazing. Mm. Even if they would give me feedback or whatever, they tell me the most part, they'd be like, your portraits are amazing. 
I looked how they came to capture people. I looked how he, stuff like that around that. And it got to the point where I started seeing myself only as a portrait photographer. Mm. Um, because in my mind, I thought, oh shit, I'm good at this. Right. Let me, let me keep doing that. And it gotta, it gotta tie me to that niche. Well, I, well, I still love doing portraits and headshots and what, and all that. Um, I started posting on my stories since I started working in the city now again. Uh, I started posting a picture every day of the city. Love it, dude. Um, yeah. um, thank you. Uh, I started posting those photos every day on my stories, uh, the city chronicles. Um, and I started getting from people saying, wow, these are great. Why don't you do more of this? And I'm like, well, and then it's, it may not make sense, but it's like, it's almost like I forgot the other avenues exist. Yeah. Where I was like, well, shit, wait, I am, I am pretty good at taking landscapes or city full of cityscapes. So I think that's where, why I say that only positive validation isn't a good thing. Mm. I, Cause I am, I guess I am a living proof that it would have, and again, I, everyone's different. Yeah. Yeah. It gave you, that's so interesting. It's like the negative of positive validation. It's like, dude, mm-hmm. you're so good at this. You're like, shit, that's all I'm going to do. Where it's yeah. like, if I'm like, dude, you're terrible at this. You're like, I'm not going to do this. Or I'm going to try to get really good at it. <laughs> it's so funny that both of them have dualistic properties. Like if you're too positive, it can make it bad or good. That's very interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, is, how has feedback helped you as a photographer? It's pushed me to try new things. Uh, like I'll use what you said as an example. When you took that photo and you developed it and you loved it. You thought it was great. And then your professor said those for the four corners. And ever since then, it's pushed you to, to literally brought it into your scope. <laughs> so when it comes to, to feedback, it's definitely when somebody tells me, wow, this photo by, by the lake was so cool. This photo, this person was by the lake, by the lake was so cool. Why don't you try, maybe you should try to do it in the city. Or, or maybe you should get rid of different poles. Maybe you should definitely do it, like do, do it in a different location. Something like that where it's, it's made me think, okay, maybe I should look into studying more poses. Or maybe I should look into not taking so many photos in this one location. Because it kind of got to the point, like for me, uh, Forest Park. There's a park here in New York. Beautiful park. And it got, and so many people wanted me to shoot there with them. So would tell me like, oh, you're shooting again in Forest Park? Like, like that's your spot. I'm like, damn, like you're right. And I don't, so there was a part time where I completely stopped shooting there. Right. Because again, I got, I got comfortable with the validation. Like, wow, you're pulling me in photos in the forest, so pretty. So let me not leave the forest. Yeah. Uh, that's but that's then, for in and of itself. Let me not leave the forest. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I don't know, like, and started like the feedback started started pushing me to try to do new things, try new avenues of photography. Uh, there was a time where I was only shooting with one specific lens, uh, and then I I started shooting with another lens because they all my photos started looking the same. Mm. So yeah, the feedback definitely pushed me. The creative feedback, yeah. Like I said, if you tell me your photos suck, but then I'm like, cool. Why does it suck? And you can't, I don't know, I just don't like it. Okay, well, sorry. But I mean, let's say someone did say that. 
would that still hurt you or would it have in the past? It definitely would have been in the past. I'm not going to lie to you and say, I'll just brush it off. They'll probably stay with me for a little bit, mm -hmm. but after a while, I'll brush it off. I know shit hurts. They, yeah, they, 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 like, uh, what do you think the reason is that you don't, you wouldn't be as hurt now as you would have before? Uh, I like to say, I like to think I've grown as a person. I used to be someone who was very shy, very reserved, very quiet, uh, very much fear of rejection in every sense. Mm -hmm. I would say, um, someone mildly interesting, not even just a pretty girl, like someone mildly interesting. And I would not be able to go up and talk to them, uh, because just the horrible insecurities and through the years, through my friendships. And to, and to the people I surrounded myself with, I've slowly started overcoming those things. And with that, somewhere in that, I became better at taking feedback. Hmm. Um, I think, I think my, my reactions to negative feedback came from a very bad fear of rejection. Mm, interesting. So, uh, which not only did it stop me from doing personal things in photography or in videography, but it has stopped me from doing many things in life. It's held me back so much. You mentioned people, and I want to talk about like finding the the right people for a creative person. What does that look like to you? What has that looked like to you? Did you oh, start out like always having creative friends, or no, is that something that happened over time? Definitely not. Um, I had a friend group in high school that to this day I still love them. They're still my brothers. But I always felt like they didn't understand me because one of them was an athlete. The other one was a scholar. They like literally like one of the top five people in the school. Uh, one of them was, was on the basketball team. And this, the thing is that this back then, why I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I, I, I didn't discover photography then. Uh, or even so I said, I didn't discover writing then. So I always felt like something was missing. And that was until I reconnected with people like Jay and Shanice. I reconnected with them and Shanice being a writer and Jay being interested in photography as well. They, they kind of helped me and like, acknowledge like, this is something you love, this is something you pursue, and they encouraged me to pursue it. And then with time, we added, like, I added people to my little friend group where it was like, like Jennifer, like Kim, JC, uh, you even like, like meeting you has changed my life, honestly. Uh, but man, and honestly, meeting all of them has. So, and all of you have helped me in many ways to become who I am now. Yeah, like I said, like I, I was always surrounded by my artists. So, the white people, I guess, to answer your question, is people that encourage you to try new shit. Like, even if it sucks, like you will try it, you'll tell them about they'll rip it apart if they have to just to make you better i mean i think that sums up finding the right people there the encouragement people that are acknowledging and validating and, and are on your team really mm -hmm. like people that see where you want to be or maybe even not where you want to be but where you could be and validating that i think you know i've seen that with with you and jay and Shanice and jc and Jen, I mean, the list goes on and on. Like that, 
the group in New York is one of the reasons why I'm so excited to be in New York now and to be here for the time for the next while until something else. Um, and uh, I should announce that I'm moving into Brooklyn. I'm subletting there uh, for several months. I don't know how long actually. So I'll be around. I'll be in Williamsburg. But yeah, I mean, you guys are one of the reasons for that. The same way you said that I changed your life. I mean, you guys have absolutely changed mine as well. Seeing how you interact with each other, you specifically and everyone as a group, you know, like that dynamic has been so inspiring and so encouraging and so loving. Uh, not without conflict and bullshit and whatever, like that's every friend group, but seeing mm -hmm. that has been, uh, been great. And I think in terms of finding the right creative people, would you say those are the things like to look for, for people that are looking for that group, that outlet, like the acknowledgement, the validation, the encouragement, is there anything else? I wouldn't say you would need people that have similar goals to. I, the reason why I say that is because there are people, there are people in the friend group that aren't, none of them are photographers except for Jay and Kim who dabbles in it. Mm -hmm. But there are people who are, although they're not a part of that world, they're willing to help you however they can to become, to elevate in that world. Like I could hit any of them up, including you. I could hit anyone up and say, Hey, I have an idea for a photo. I, I like, and I really see you in it. And without hesitation, they'll say, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Um, so although they, although they don't take photos themselves, they understand that it's something that I love and they're willing to put their stuff aside to help me grow. And the same thing with them. I, I will drop everything to help them in any way. Um, well, let's talk about a topic I've been thinking about that you didn't select from this list, but I'd selected, which is okay. the idea of discovering your true self. The artist is on this quest to find themselves and, and be yeah. You know, what has that process been like for you? And what do you feel like has been in the way of that or in support of that? In the way of that, my own insecurities and my own thoughts of what I think a photographer should be. I'm someone who gets very bad tunnel vision where I'm very impatient. So if I, if I want to create, um, I've already done photo shoot. I, I tend to only think of the edit process, the edit, the edit of products and not how to get there. Mm -hmm. So, so when I, I get hit with that process, it becomes a blow I had to break myself down and rebuild myself a few times throughout my life. No, and I think that's, I think that's the beauty in life, constant changing and constant evol uh, evolution. I don't think you stay the same person that, that you are when you're little. Like the experience has changed you. I, I started photography as a hobby when my, when my parents retired and left to back to Columbia. Now I want to say bored, but I was just, I needed something. Mm -hmm. And my dad always had cameras around. So I said, fuck it. And I started, I picked up a camera, I bought myself a camera, started doing that little by little. And all my friends instantly said, Hey, what do you need us to do? Then that's where it grew. And then, so I, I went from a shy kid who, who didn't need to do anything, who didn't want to do anything to going into a field where you need to talk to people. Right, right, right. Uh, which again, I didn't realize that was thing because I got tunnel vision. Yeah. I just thought, oh, I'm going to become a photographer 
and just be great. But I'm thinking, wait, you have to overcome some insecurities to get there. I, that resonates so deeply to <laughs> my last two years of my life. Um, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to be a business owner. Like I'm just going to run a design agency, most tunnel vision ever. And man, was I hit with like so much, so much insecurity, doubt, uh, questions, problems, amazing experiences aside, like the amount of other shit that I didn't see, like the, the stuff that I was tunnel visioning out of my vision, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it all pops up. And at the same time, it, it's, it's almost like a, a pro of the tunnel vision. It's like, you're looking at the goal and you're like, that's where I want to be. And, and then things come up, uh, as a result of sort of being tunnel vision, but, uh, things that you have to address, you know, things that you have to, to, uh, to deal with. And yeah, I mean, that, that hits me, that hits home for sure. When you're thinking about discovering yourself, your true self as an artist, what would you say has encouraged that on the journey? Actually, what does it mean to you? Like what does being your true self mean as it relates to the work, as the creative work? I guess being your true self is being honest about what you are, what your limitations are, what limitations you're you're willing to fight and go about. And yeah, no, like I said, the people around me have really helped helped me with that. Yeah. They keep me in check with that. Great. Um, so, uh, this time around, I did something different where I send you the topics. Usually I don't. And I said, you choose. I want you to choose. I want to see how that goes. Just experimenting with different forms here. Um, so you selected a few, there's, um, five we haven't covered. Um, and there's another question I have to append at the end, but I want to see where you want to take this. So you chose personal roadblocks, motivations, falling out of love with the work, fear slash comparisons and practice. Is there anything, Oh, what's the first one you want to dive into? It's going to practice. Great. Uh, I think any artist, actually any craft, it is good to constantly do the craft and look out, uh, look for other people that are doing the craft at a higher level than you are. Well, like I have, I found a bunch of photographers who there are different levels, high degrees higher than I am mm-hmm. uh, in terms of success. You're measuring success by what? Two things, um, financial success and then I guess emotional success. Two very different things that, that can easily be tied together for some people where uh, there are some people who are achieving uh, financial success that, that I aspire to be. And then there are certain people that I found that are like living their happiest times right now, doing what they love and succeeding at that. And that's also what I want. I want to be happy. I want to be able to be happy uh, financially and emotionally. So I constantly have to practice at the craft. It's like a, it's like an athlete. Uh, if you if you're a runner and you stop running for a week, and then you have a race at the end of the week, it's gonna affect you mm. because you're not you kind of your body cooled off to that. The same thing with any athlete. The same thing like if you haven't been on stage for a year and then you go on stage again. Well, yes, you're gonna you're gonna go on and kill it. But it's still going to be like, well, shit, like, I'm out of practice. Yeah. 
after during COVID, I did not pick up my camera. Well, we're still in COVID, but like when when quarantine was at its worst, and everybody like you couldn't leave your house or whatnot, I was lucky enough to still be able to work. But I did not pick up my camera for about six months. I didn't edit. I didn't do anything. Um, like, I think like everybody, I had kind of got into a funk. Yeah. Where I was like, what's the point of doing this? I just need to, I just need to get through the day. And when I, I, I started doing it again, when we got a dog, we got a new dog during COVID. We adopted, we rescued a dog. And I said, Oh, what's your pictures of him? And I started taking pictures of him and I kind of felt myself lost. Because when it comes to photography, I'm someone who likes to work on manual mode. Basically, I do all the work. I don't let the camera do anything for me. Yeah. And there was a time before COVID where I kind of had it down packed. It was a rhythm for me. All the settings and whatnot. And then I started taking pictures of this dog. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I kind of lost that rhythm, that muscle memory. So I think that's why practice so work. Because you, yeah, you have to get better and you have to... Keep that memory. I'm also remembering. What are you doing for your practice? Like, is practice very regimented, loose, somewhere in between? Like, are you setting up kind of challenges for yourself? Like, how do you think about practice? Every year I do a type of Halloween shoot or shoots in general. Um, I start posting for the month of October. Um, so right now I'm in the process of looking for that. They look thinking of ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that vein, I'm constantly thinking of ideas. If I see something cool that I that like an effect on Instagram or a photographer do something really cool, I'll say, I want to try that and I'll just go out and try it. Yeah. And I just keep practicing at it. Even though it's not a thing I'm gonna a school that I'm probably gonna use, I still wanna practice it and get better at it, just so I know how to do it. Right. So kind of um borrowing from other artists as inspiration, like here's something they did, like how can I do my own take mm-hmm. on it? in it that's great yeah it reminds me when i first started designing like every day after work or sorry my first job where i was like officially designing i would after work just copy websites all the time like how did they make that and at the time it was like when buttons were like 3d and whatever <laughs> yeah was like how did they get this exactly to look 3d and like different gradients and shadows and yeah i mean it was so helpful you know a lot of people might have an aversion to the idea of copying or stealing but i think you know, stealing being like presenting it as your own work versus copying as a yeah. practice, I think is, is so beneficial. I guess think of it as a, a musician putting on a cover song. Right. Yeah. Like you, you're, you're taking elements from this original song, but putting your own spin on it. Right. And then eventually that made me you into a whole new project that was inspired by it, but completely your own. Yeah. That's so interesting. I find myself uh, covering songs in between records. Mm-hmm. It's like bridges the gap for me to like where I'm going next. What am I listening to? Yeah, that's great metaphor. Really great metaphor. Curious about motivations. You selected that as a topic. And I'm wondering why. It's always good to know what drives you. That not only keeps you in a way, keeps you grounded, but it also elevates you, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you, you are, you're working for and towards something. Mm. I'm motivated towards having, I'm motivated towards having, uh, my photography in a gallery. 
So that pushes me to look into galleries, look into photographers who have had their stuff in galleries, and it gives me a goal. While also motivations can be uh, in the negative, where it's like, I see this photographer did this horrible thing, or this artist did this horrible thing. I don't want to do that. Mm. I refuse to become that. And that's also a motivation in the, in the same right. other direction. I love that motivation is is knowing what guides you and give it, it, it manifests the goal for you by knowing mm-hmm. guiding you. Um, any other thoughts on motivations? Well, I'll tell you something that um, I my closest friends know that. So I guess the telling the whole world's man. Um, I do this thing where every time I walk past an empty building or like an empty office space or something like that. And I'll stop and look at it, and I'm like, "That's my future gallery." Sick. And I just, I just sit there and look at the window, and just build my gallery in this empty space. Amazing. So I guess that, that that's a constant motivation for me. Yeah, to really visualize it and and think about it often. Yeah. Is that the next uh, next goal on the horizon for you? No. No. Uh, not not the next one. I think that that's more of a. When it happens, it happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, the goal is to keep advancing in my craft of photography, but also in video, doing video, because I, I've realized that I'm pretty, I've gotten pretty decent at telling a story about with my photography. That I want to see what I could do with video. Yeah, I'm curious. It's not more. It's more a project for me um, than it is for like financial gain or anything. And then hopefully eventually, if people like what I produce and whatnot, that they could be a, a financial thing. But right now, that's that's my that's Amazing. my new my new hobby. I think something that I want to do that's been motivating me lately is I I'm surrounded by poets, mm-hmm. and I I want to be able to sit down with poets and create video visuals for their poetry. Yeah. Everybody's like what I tell them. It's it's music videos for poetry. I think it's genius. Yeah, it's a great idea. Um, and by all means, like, I know I'm not the first person to do that. There's countless people making visuals for the poems. But I have, it's gotten to the point where certain people can look at photos and they'll know that I took them mm-hmm. because of its style and, and its editing style and whatnot. I want to do that for video. Yeah, I want to basically I want to put my stamp on that on the poetry world, basically, and then eventually, eventually work with musicians and then make short films. I'm actually working on a short film right now with, with a good friend, like Christine, uh, who's a publisher. Uh, I'm making a short film for her poetry for a poem. Uh, so yeah, little by little, I just that that's the goal. I'm work on uh, visuals, out for videos, and keep going with photography, and then eventually. I don't know. Sky's the limit. Yeah. To the moon, as they say. Yeah. Um, man, my favorite topic is to always ask about personal roadblocks. I do feel like we covered a lot of this, um, but would love to hear anything else that you haven't covered or more detail. I hate when I get so excited for a project and been planning this project and the one I'm in. At the end, so when, when I'm close to doing it, it falls through. Mm. 
But whether it be because of me or just other circumstances, it doesn't work out. Because once that happens to me, I get so demoralized. Yeah. Um, to the point where it's like, what's the point? I don't want to do this anymore. Like that's because I mean that specific project. Um, so I think that's a big roadblock for me where it's I guess it's a double edged sword of I get too emotionally invested in my projects. Mm-hmm. And like I said, double edged sword, that could be a good thing and a bad thing. Yeah. But yeah, I get so like impatient and so excited for something that it's like, again, it causes that tunnel vision. So I would say that's my biggest roadblock. And then besides that, it's insecurity where it's like, I want to, I want to work with new people, but I, I can't get the courage to message people and be like, Hey, do you want to work with me? Mm. Um, that rejection. And, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's rejection. And, that, and it's also like the fear of putting myself out there. Yeah. Um, which I guess could stem from rejection. Um, but my friend Shaq, uh, Shaking the World, uh, he challenged me to, for the moment, for every, every month this year, to hit up somebody new mm. and say, hey, hey, let's do a photo shoot. Let's do a photo shoot. Let's, let's make it happen. And for the most part, I've been doing it. Yeah, and then that also not only does that push me to reach out to new people and make new, basically uh, make new friends. Yeah, because during a photo shoot, if I don't know you, I want to use that photo shoot as a chance to get to know you. Yeah, but yeah, so it's it's definitely helped me with that. And it's helped me. I think a goal of mine is I don't know if you've seen those videos on TikTok or, or Instagram where the strangers go up to a really interesting looking person and say, "Hey, I really love your style." Can I take your photo and then do like a whole mini photo shoot right there? Yeah. Uh, with a complete stranger. I think that's the eventual goal. And in terms of Gloria talking to strangers. Uh, and right now, even thinking about that gives me anxiety because it's, I work in the city and I'm walking to, I have to walk through uh, Herald Square to get to work. And I see the most interesting people. Yes. But I can't get the courage. I can't even imagine getting the courage to go up to them and be like, being like, I love your style. I love your look. Can I take your photo? Um, <laughs> no, I, that resonates for sure. I mean, I would be in the same position. And at the same time, it's like having a camera gives you this opportunity, this lens to the world for, you know, uh, no pun intended, really. But like, it gives you that lens that I think people would love to, you know, have to see what you're seeing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and you know, as long as you share it with them and whatever, you know, if they ask not to post it, you don't like, yeah, of course, yeah. their wishes. Like, I think, I think it would be such a great gift that you could, could give to people. Eventually that's the goal. Yeah. Well, I, I hope to see it one day. I know one day it'll pop up on Instagram and I'll say, all right, I remember you, you hear it first, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> we got three more. So falling out of love with the work, ha- have you in the past? Um, I think, I don't know if it makes sense, but I think I, I'm more feeling, I fell out of love with myself as a photographer. Mm. Uh, the craft I always loved and I always would love, but it was more, I got to a point where I wasn't, I felt like I wasn't growing. I felt like I wasn't growing. So it got to where I got, once I got to the point of what's the point, uh, why am I doing this? And I had to really sit with myself and 
to reevaluate what I wanted to be as an artist. Mm. And basically, I guess like in a relationship when you guys have issues, you have to sit down and work through those issues. The same thing, just for myself. Yes. And what did you find? So in that period of time, you said you fell out of love with yourself as a photographer, like mm-hmm. the photographer don't love that dude anymore because he doesn't have a goal because he's stagnating. Is that what you're kind of I, saying? I, I feel like I start. I didn't, I started doing photography, not for me. Mm. I started doing it to please others. Yeah. And it got to the point where I took a photo shoot with somebody who I did not get along with. Mm. And the only reason I did it is because I needed the money. And then after the photo shoot was done, I literally sat in the Uber and quickly cried mm. because I, I hated who I became. Mm. And it's funny because at that time, you posted something on Instagram about me. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, yes. Uh, you posted something on Instagram about me, basically about how much you admired me as an artist and as a person. And that kind of like took me back. Mm. Like that kind of brought me back from that. But it was to the point where like I never, that photo shoot, I never posted. That was one of the first, that was one of the only photos that I've, I've never posted. The one of me? No, 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 the one of the person that I shot. I'm going to say I'm offended. <laughs> oh, no, 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 I didn't post a picture of you. Uh, because I would look at those photos and I hated those photos. I, I deleted those photos off my hard drives. So, yeah. and then after that, I had to work on myself and I started basically falling in love with um, the photographer again. And I think it made me a lot better. Would Would you say part of that was saying what 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 led to that? To you loving Elmer the photographer again? I started doing photography not for clients. I started. I basically went back to basics. I started doing things for fun. I I started talking like because back in the beginning, I would hit up Jay and even Shalice and be like, "Hey, let's go take photos. Let's go to the park and take photos." That's like not for a client, just for fun. Yeah. Then I started doing that again to the point where it became fun again. Love that. And it became like it, it stopped being a chore. And it just became something that drove me creatively. Okay. Last question, because I know you have to go. If you were to write a book on creativity, what would you include in it? Um, there'd have to be a section on self love because I think so much creativity is, is driven by self worth. Uh, whereas if you if you don't like or love who you, the person you are, it leaves you stagnant because you, you don't you can't really find motivation to do things for others. So if you can't do things for yourself, you can't do things for others. And so I think there needs to be a chapter in in basically taking time for yourself and taking time to reevaluate why you're doing the thing you're doing and making sure it's still aligns with you and your goals and. And what you want to become. And if it doesn't, then that's when you need to stop and reevaluate. Anything else? No. That's good, man. Wow. Okay. Well, this was a very short interview compared to some where we've gone two and a half hours. But in that, I felt like we got so much because you were so open and vulnerable and honest about your experience as a creative. And so I really appreciate you being super honest and vulnerable. I appreciate you asking me this. It was great. Yeah, dude. Uh, I'm super excited to hang soon. Um, but yeah, I was, I was very excited to get on the air with you and, and talk it out. So um, have a good day at work. Thank you so much for joining again. 
Um, and to everyone that commented and hearted, whatever shared this or anything, thank you for that. I appreciate you all. And um, if you can jump off, I'm going to read the post oh. that I wrote about you in closing. <laughs> because oh, no, I'm letting you know now that when, when you posted that post, I was in the Uber crying my eyes out because I hated who I became. And then I read your post and I started crying of happiness. That's wild. And See, that was one of the reasons why I said you changed my life. Damn, bro. Okay, well, then I have to close with this. Dude, thank <laughs> you, man. I love you so much. I love you, man. I know that that happened. Um, so I'll show you the photo. So the photo right here is me um, about a week before I moved to Los Angeles. It might have been a few days, actually. And uh, it's in Ridgewood, Queens, right outside Julia's, which is... And I posted it, uh, I believe it was on Elmer's birthday. And I was just looking at this shot and thinking about Brooklyn and Queens. And, oh, I was actually spending the weekend in Brooklyn. So I wrote this. I'll read it to you. It's titled Persistence. I'm spending the weekend in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, and I wanted to post a photo taken near there last year. This was shot by the wonderful Elmer Quintero. Over the past two years, I've watched him grow as a photographer from concepts to compositions to editing. He has really begun to master his craft. His growth and the growth of many of my friends has played a huge part in helping me commit to my own goal of building a marketing agency. I've seen through them that this growth doesn't appear out of thin air and you aren't born with it. Their growth is the, the direct result of their persistence to improving their craft, saying yes and no to the right things, exploring new ideas, learning. Over the years, I've made it a point to keep close friends who better themselves every day. I hope to be an example to them as they are to me. So that's it. Thanks for joining. Thank you, Elmer, for inspiring me, for inspiring everyone on this call. And um, I appreciate you all. Keep creating. Have a great week. I'll see you next Wednesday. And uh, that's all for now. Bye.